<laughs> if Boris Johnson was Prime Minister, we would all die. Oh, yeah, like this, yeah, this man is, yeah. is, he is, yeah. he is a heinous anus. Well, let's be honest. How many Conservative candidates are worthy of being Prime Minister? Uh, fucking none of them. There we go. And for interest of political representation... Yeah, uh, Labour aren't doing any fucking better at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, folks. So don't get angry. These are our opinions. Surprisingly, we are allowed them. As are you. But not for long. <laughs> As you are also allowed to make choices in your life, ladies and gentlemen. You were not forced to be here. You chose to listen to the big damn cast. And for that, we are eternally grateful. Or at least, a little bit grateful. Mm. I am Christopher... Oh. 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 Johnson. I am Matthew... <laughs> Watson. And you are here for nerdy news, geeky gossip, and stuff that's fit to occupy your time before you eventually find out that none of this meant anything? Stuff that's fit to make you say, oh god. Um. <laughs> on the subject. I was trying to figure out how to put that on a poster. Yeah. Uh, welcome if you're listening to us here on Spotify, oh SoundCloud, my. or iTunes. Hi, yes, iTunes. Do you remember that? <laughs> Apparently it's the gone. The podcast app. Oh, so weird. It's the podcast app. I choose sticking around on um, on desktops to a point, isn't it? Because like, how else are you meant to curate your physical collection? No, they're getting rid of it, I think. So how the hell am I meant to put CDs into digital form, then? You just buy them on iTunes. Bullshit. No, you buy them on iTunes. Bullshit. No, you buy and them on until iTunes. Until in a year's time where they release a new disk drive thing listen, with a different program. Listen, Apple does not care about your physical media. All they care about is you giving them money. So, basically, I need to... Any discs I haven't burned, I need to burn them now. Any discs you haven't ripped, you need to rip them now. Yeah, oh, that's what I why would you burn? <clears throat> why would you burn a disc? Because... If you've got a CD player in the house, I don't know, but what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I know you've got a CD player in the house. Yay! But, like, I... So I'm going to have to do that, get them all converted to digital ASAP, and hope that these new options let you put digital tracks... Into the program? No, there was some way of doing it. I just have no idea what it is because I've not been in the Apple ecosystem for five years or something. It's mental. It's mental, mental, mental. But do you know what else is mental? Um, E3! Is it though? No. No Sony at E3 this year. Yeah. Well, didn't they do that last year as well? Or oh, they had a reduced presence and then they made a big announcement separately afterwards. No, they, they, had, they, had a, <laughs> they just did like five games and that was kind of it. Oh, they were like, hey, here's, like, here's Oh, here's thing. Last of Us Part 2 and Ghost of Shishima and... It's been a year since that Last of Us teaser. Yeah. Um, what else oh, did God. they show at that? The, uh, Spider-Man. Which was about to, like, which come, was out just about to come out. Which was just about to come out. Yeah, just basically showed a bunch of stuff. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of what we've got. Um, and it was like fine and then this year we're just like yeah actually we're not going to bother we're just going to have a little uh, pre-E3 teaser we're going to give you the release date for Death Stranding and uh, oh yeah we're working on the Playstation 5 it's not called the Playstation 5 it probably is going to be called the Playstation 5 it's going to be called the Playstation 5 Um, but uh, yeah we're working on it and we've shown it off a bit and uh, hey peace later's taters that's that's it yeah which you know what respect I mean weirdly there is respect because fair enough like don't spend 
hundreds of millions of dollars on all the prep and, and everything for doing that event and put it somewhere well, else. Well, it's also just like, what does E3 mean anymore? Like, it's not... I'll be honest. Announcements have been taken elsewhere. This year's E3 was good for one thing, and that was a brand new Keanu meme. You're breathtaking. You're breathtaking! You're all breathtaking! <laughs> but did you see John Bernthal and his dog? Did he have his dog the Ubisoft stage? press conference, yeah. He came out to talk about Ghost Recon what? Breakpoint. What sort of dog With his got? dog. What sort of big I don't dog? Know, a dog. dog. No, like a mid-sized dog. Mid-sized dog. Yeah. A mog. I'll, I'll find a picture for you. <laughs> find a picture. Doesn't this say everything, boys and girls? We're about to talk about E3 2019, and we're getting held up on the celebrity cameos and the dogs. dogs. Here's the thing. We are... We're gamers, we game, we own several consoles, we partake in gaming, we stream, twitch.tv slash bigdamnstream. Yes, we do. But we're not like, you know, we're not PC culture, we're not like hardcore into it. We just play to unwind. We play new stuff, old stuff. Ah, you can't see his dog because his head is on the picture. You can only see his dog's head. His dog's tiny head. Yeah, little baby's head. But like we, you know, we still keep an eye on the games, con- uh, the games conferences and, the, and conventions because it's like, yeah, let's see what's coming out. Yeah, I wasn't impressed by anything. Oh, there's we, some things I'm looking forward th- th- to. There's only one thing that I was like, oh, that's ups- that's disappointed me. But the rest of it was just. And before we get to it, can you guess what the thing is that's disappointed us? Um, <laughs> I bet Link's you can. More kawaii appearance. Uh, no, kidding. no, listen, that's adorable. listen. The Link's Awakening remake looks fucking great. Kawaii Link is adorable. It's, yeah, little cute Link. His little, little big eyes and his, his little um, sword. Anyway, let's start at the beginning. Let's start with Microsoft, because that's who kicks it off this year. Microsoft. Everything Microsoft, thanks to Kotaku for uh, collecting all these into a list that we can just rampage through. I'm just going to rampage through these real quick. I'm not going to spend any time on them, um, because... Minnie's young and we don't want to fill her ears with... Uh, um, also, violent video games. EA do an EA play thing before E3, so fuck EA. <laughs> they're, they're talking a lot about Star Wars Jedi Fallen yeah, Order. Yeah, they, they showed some footage yeah. of a Jedi like wall running and it, it's the the scuttlebutt seems to be it's like a bit Dark Soulsy, but more actiony. Is it going to be? Here's the thing: it could be like the best Star Wars game ever made. Yeah, it straight up could be, but they've worn out. All of our goodwill, yeah, by now as a studio, yes, like yes. their their name is poison, yeah, for, especially for this license. So as much as people enjoy the Battlefront, like the modern Battlefront games, EA is has shat on that franchise and pulled it, dragged it through shit. Yeah. So if this turns out to be some wonderful thing that EA happens to publish, great. Prove prove it that way. Prove me wrong. Prove my doubts wrong. But right now, them going, hey, you want to see some more of our new Star Wars thing? I think mine, yours, most people's first reaction is, nah. Not really. Give it to Disney. Oh, of course. <laughs> Let I'll them speak. work with other developers. Yeah. But no. No, it will never happen. Because we want it. Microsoft, of course, teasing their next console. Currently codenamed Project Scarlet. It's yeah. going to be out next year. It'll obviously end up being called the Xbox 2 or something Something like that. Like that. It's going to be, you know, it's a lot of the same stuff that they've been talking about with the um, PS5. Like, 8K resolutions, 120 frames a second. Really minimised load times. So, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. 
Uh, it's going to be about 700 quid. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be fucking expensive. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's going to be out uh, in 2020 holiday season. So probably November or October next year. Halo Infinite is coming alongside with it. So Halo Infinite, if you like Halo, there's Halo Infinite. Hey, um, do you like Halo? Yeah. Do you want more Halo? They have also Here's more Halo. They have also said that it will be backwards compatible with Xbox One, Xbox 360, and original Xbox. That is the thing. Because um, the point where they, they released their final... Because they've been working on making more Xbox and Xbox 360 games compatible with the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And they released their final uh, wave of um, which games can... compatibility yeah. uh, this week with a note being like, yeah, we're not going to do any more for the Xbox One because we're focusing on making sure everything works great on Project Scarlet. So these are your last ones. <laughs> Including giving Goodbye away, now. <laughs> including giving away two human free to everyone. Okay. The the game that basically buried Silicon Knights. Yeah. <laughs> that was so bad. I was going to say like that doesn't sound like a good thing. That's like that's a joke. That's basically. an avocado. That is Thanks. that is <laughs> that is that is that is Microsoft's sense of humour okay, at play. Uh, it's like, this game is terrible, but we published it and we've not been able to sell it because Silicon Nice doesn't exist anymore. So here, have it for free. Enjoy. It's an Xbox One now. Enjoy, XBU. Yeah. Um, yeah, if I was that invested in... There's not that much on Xbox that I'm massively fussed about. But we're going to go through uh, Microsoft because a lot of this is, cross- is multi-platform. Like Cyberpunk 2077, which is out um, April next year. And that's Keanu Reeves in it. Yes. Johnny Silverhand. That's not his name. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. You wish it was. No, it's his name. Shut up. That's the character's name. I am not having that. Yep. I won't have it. I will yep. not have it. Johnny Silverhand. Wake the fuck up, Samurai. we got a city to burn. Johnny Silverhand. It's Cyberpunk. What do you want? Johnny, Johnny, Silverhand, Silverhand, in a world where everybody's got fucking, fucking robot parts. Tell me, I think he's, he's a called ro- Silverhand. I, I think he's. Is some it a kind reference of, to Long John Silver? Maybe. I think he's some kind of rock star. Ugh, I just, mm. We were talking to an absolute rando on the bus yesterday about this. Johnny Silverhand is a central character throughout the Cyberpunk series, as well as an influential rocker boy and the lead singer of the band wait, Samurai. Wait, series? Yeah, it's based on an RPG series. Oh, I didn't know like that. A te- like a tabletop RPG series. Okay, that's fine. Um, um, but we were talking to a rando on the bus yesterday about this, do you remember? We were talking about celebrity, yes. celebrities in video games. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't because, get it. Because it does sort of legitimise... The industry a bit more to the those who are still naysaying. Yeah, it's what I'm, what I'm saying as an I, art form because they're like, oh, these big names are like, I want to star in that. But I don't get, I don't get why people have a problem with it. Is what I'm saying. I I do think it's distracting if it's one person in the thing. Like yeah. if it, if it was a cast or more than one recognizable face lending their face to it, yeah. I'd be like, okay, I, I kind of get it to a point. It feels a bit gimmicky still. Is what I mean. Like, it feels a bit gimmicky because they're going, right, we are going to look exactly like this person and every other person in the game is going to be an artificial creation. Um, I don't know. That main character looks an awful lot like Sean Gunn. Does he? Have you seen the trailer? Wait, Sean Gunn did the mocap for the character? No, but he looks like him. Right, but Sean Gunn's not involved at all. I don't think so. Right, well then that doesn't count. No, I'm, <laughs> so I'm saying like, like... That doesn't count. Like, they're not... <laughs> they look like people. 
Well, like, for example, Ghostbusters the video game, which is... I'm surprised we didn't get any new footage of that, actually. They've announced get, it. Because that's getting, you know, the big but it's also, remaster later um, in the year. Any excuse to play that again, I'll It's also Activision it. who don't really have a presence. <laughs> don't really have much. No. Because um, they've just like, lost Destiny. Yeah. Because yeah, Bungie have gone independent again. Gosh. Which is the same thing they did with Microsoft. Oh, God. <laughs> they were working with Microsoft, got all the money from Halo, and were like, well, let's go independent and do what you want. Then partnered with Activision for Destiny, and now Destiny's got to the point where they can go, uh, yeah, so we're going to buy that back and uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> but, hey, Activision, yeah? Fuck you. <laughs> oh, my God. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, Activision, my God. Um, all right. But, you know, the Ghostbusters video game, like that uses the likenesses of all actors involved, and any additional actors who are added to it, they use their likeness. Yeah. So it at least was sort of that consistent thing of, oh, I'm hearing that person's voice and the character looks like the actor that I, I, I'm recognising the voice of. Okay, fair enough. Mm. Whereas in this, it's like, this guy's Keanu Reeves and everyone else is made up. And, and it's just kind of, do you know what I mean? It's sort of like, hey, maybe put another name in there or whatever, a supporting cast. Well, to be fair... All... Stick, stick a Tudic in there. They're... Alan Tudic, put him in it somewhere. You, you look this up on, on IMDb, there are four cast members listed. Okay. So, eh. but do you know what I mean? I, it's sort of, I I get why it's a bit off-putting because I think it feels a little gimmicky when it's just that's the game with such a body in it. I don't agree. But because it's them, like it's their face, their name, selling it, etc., etc., etc. Whereas if it was them playing a character, but the character didn't look like them, it'd feel less gimmicky to me. I think you like are... circus. Making um, splitting hairs, uh, heavenly sword. He looks like Andy and, Serkis. And, and in what was that sword. one that he did? Where it was, it was a co-op, like something be- worlds beyond or something like that. Oh, uh, enslaved journey to the west. Enslaved journey to the west. That was it. Yeah. Like that. That one again. Like that was kind of cool because it was like starring Andy Serkis. Wait, what? I mean, I don't recall that game being a, a breakout smash. Heavenly or... sword was fine. Heavenly sword was a great way to start your time on the PlayStation Three. It's like, welcome to this new console. Here's a hack and slash with a cool-looking female protagonist. Go and cut up some armies. I, I don't have a problem with famous actors being asked to act in video games. True. Because <laughs> that's their job. Yeah. I do again, have a like, like with... I said, it legitimises the medium a bit more to, to the wider world, so I'm, I'm happy with it that way. I do have a problem with people who are not actors, <laughs> but famous for other things being asked to act in video games, especially when those people are famous for other things, including being an enormous shithead. Ronda Rousey. Um, yeah. Mm. yeah. Isn't it weird how two, three years ago we were like, she's pretty cool. And then, and she, then she started cool. talking about, yeah. like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> no. No, that's all right. That's all right. You, you, oh, uh, oh, do oh, we have no. given oh. you a contract? Oh, cool. okay. Uh, okay. Uh, um, Double fine, you know. Double fine Productions. Double fine Productions. Double fine. Creators of Psychonauts. Oh, Costume okay. Quest. Yeah. Brutal Legend. <laughs> and other things. Uh, they're owned by Microsoft now. Oh, dear. So Microsoft are publishing Psychonauts 2. Oh, oh, okay, right. That's not a bad... Well, nin- they bought Ninja Theory a couple, a couple, like last year, so... Microsoft game because Microsoft had actually now back in the habit of publishing games, which they were out of for a while. They've gone around buying up a bunch of studios. I feel so. like I've played Brutal Legend, but I haven't. My wife's played it, and I was in the room for the majority of her playthroughs. So for some reason, I feel like I've played it. I have not played it. I am. I've been aware of it. I'm aware of that everyone was like, "This is going to be a cool character action game with Jack Black," and then it's like, actually no, it's an RTS. Oh, <laughs> it's 
it's there's an open world which aspect I'm fine to with it. that. Like I'm fine. It. It's just sort of a bit bland of an environment, um, essentially. Like it's cool designs, but it's like takes me how long to get from here to here? Yeah. <laughs> really? Double find. <laughs> uh, but it was it was mid PS3, like fine, we've moved on. Microsoft, like everyone else in the world, in the universe, are working on streaming tech. So basically, remote play for the Xbox One, and then yeah. eventually cloud-based stuff. I keep getting to debate um, to my brother about this, talking about the the Stadia. The uh, Stadia's Google's Stadia Google's like, which is a whole different thing. Yeah, but like you, he's he's arguing that that is the future, and I'm like, I don't deny it. I mean, if but he wants to pay not, full price for a game that he doesn't own, yeah, well, well then that's, that's fine. The like we're in a world where there is a a massive track record of companies dropping their titles from the digital marketplace. We're also in a world... Even if you own it. We're in a world where some places, in, you know, in Western society, in the first world, some places still don't get a consistent internet connection. Like huge chunks of the USA. Like, not even talking about countries that are are regarded to be less well-off, even though, let's be honest, the USA is not exactly in its best health at the moment. But, oh, but like, I'm, just, I'm just saying, even in the quote-unquote yeah. perfect setting for this streaming um, uh, streaming lifestyle, television, music, gaming, there are still large chunks of that, that paying audience, I'm just saying this from a business perspective, that paying audience who can't use it. If you simply just said to them, all right, yeah, here's a physical option, or... All right, yeah, you can download it one time and like just and then you've got it on a hard drive. Or like you can do that. If they're given that option, even that would add a customer base. That would add millions more people to go. All right, I'll invest in this. The problem being the way that Google Stadia works, you the, the the appeal of it is being able to play it on anything. So you wouldn't be able to download a game from Google Stadia. Yeah, well, because you're yeah. playing on a you're playing on a Google Stadia instance, which is like if you were to buy it as a PC, would cost you a couple of thousand dollars mm. at least. So essentially, anybody who can afford those things yeah. can now play these things instead. Yeah. And anyone who can't afford them, fuck you. Well, I don't know. I don't have a problem with the streaming thing. It's just... Also, your broadband goes down if every bit of your entertainment is digital-based, streaming-based... You fucked. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm like, I, I, I'll never get over that. Like, I, I'm so comforted by knowing that if something happened, this is such a first world thing, isn't it? But like, but it's also the I'm case so of... comforted by knowing that if something happened and the broadband in my my area was disabled or or, or fucked up for an unknown duration, I have plenty of physical media, books, DVDs, you know, what I mean, like video games, Blu-rays that I can whack on for my entertainment for my spare time. Like without having to worry about oh shit like, oh yeah, no what do but I that do that doesn't that doesn't mean streaming is bad oh not at all but it it's weird how reliant everyone's becoming on that as the source and and how people like my brother who is very tech savvy and yeah. smart cookie but are like that's the future and it's like I think I, it might be the future though it might but I don't think it's ready no to be, because it's, it's the future not it's not the present. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping Stadia is the start of something that becomes better. It's Stadia, and more, and don't Stadia. say Stadia. Stadia, Stadia, as in stadium. I'm hoping Stadia becomes. Stadia is the plural of stadium. I hope Stadia gets better and improves, like 
without taking complete advantage of its player base. Well, it's Google. It so, one, it is going to take advantage of its player base. Uh, yeah. And two, if it does not success within three years, Google just can it. Oh, good point. Because they do everything. That's true. Bring me the PS5, please. Um, Bring me the PS5 and make it backwards so, compatible. Going back to Microsoft. Gears 5 on September 10th. Don't care. Um, <laughs> new Elite controller that's going to cost you $150-odd. Don't care. Um... What the hell is an Elite Controller? Elite Controller is like Microsoft's high-end Xbox controller. It's very customizable, so you can like change trigger pull sensitivity, and you got programmable macro buttons underneath. You can change stick length and stick dead zone and stuff. It's basically an uber-customizable, high-quality controller. That's cool, but isn't the point of like getting getting good at a video game, getting good at the video game presented to you? Yeah, but people will... Surely this is only beneficial for people who take part in tournaments where like yeah, money that's a, and that's exactly and what it's aimed at. Oh, okay, that's it. That's why it's hundred and fifty, hundred fifty quid. Mental, mental. I've got two friends who've got one each. I don't shit on esports, but why, why, <laughs> why, why, why do they have it, Matt? Because apparently, if why you do have friends a, own these controllers, if you have a longer stick, oh, for you, you have more control or something. It's I don't know. not the size. It's how it, counts. it is the size, though. Actually, ah. you know, <laughs> controllers are like the 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 median of using all the possible con- variables. Using a controller is like making love to a beautiful woman. There's a reason why mouse and keyboard is better for shooters. So, like, yeah, you can. Eh. Maybe that's why I'm not into FPSs. I mean, not to say a controller can't work for them, but like adjusting your stick length and dead zone is is one of the things that you. That will make it more comfortable. That's some, some of those. Some games have those settings built in, um, <clears throat> but not so much. Mm. And also, why first-person stuff on the Vita is weird because the sticks are really small. Yeah, I've, really I've, resist, I've resisted so far picking up an FPS. On Killzone. Vita. I really like Killzone Mercenary, but it's weird to play on a Vita. Um, Sega's online RPG, Fantasy Star Online Two, that's been around in China and Japan for about a decade. It's finally coming to the West. <laughs> Huzzah! Free to play, fl- free to play uh, spring next year, Xbox One and PC. Um, Tales of Arise, Namco's Tales RPG, that's coming in 2020. Elden Ring, officially announced, which is the um, the collaboration between uh, Hidetaki Miyazaki, who created Dark Souls, and George R.R. Martin. Who is procrastinating. Um, yep. Uh, <laughs> so... Well, I could that. tell you stories of Westeros, but let's I don't want you to tell me stories of Westeros, and I never want you to do the George R.R. voice ever again. Oh. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Only on special occasions. Yeah. Uh, like Valentine's Day. Oh. Uh, in the bedroom. Battletoads. Lord. Remember Battletoads? In the bedroom. Battletoads yeah. in the bedroom? I fucking loved Battletoads. I used to own the uh, SNES version. There's a new Battletoads. <gasps> Wasn't this teased a while back? This is the first like, Yeah, game yeah, it's the old. first yeah. like game. It's like got animated style sprite graphics. Good. Like, it looks like a Saturday morning cartoon. Good, it should do. It's probably also going to be pretty bad because the original was pretty bad as well. Yeah. Um, oh, hey. Everyone remembers it because it was really hard. Yeah, yeah. To the yeah, point of being much. basically impossible. So you're going to get more of that. They bring a flight simulator back, Chris. What? Flight simulator. Microsoft flight simulator. Flipping egg. Coming back for Xbox One and PC. Looks like flight simulator. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> Dragon... 
Dragon Plane, kinda. End of story. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. It's that sounds disgusting. A, it's a Dragon Ball action RPG. What do you want from me? Um, <laughs> it was a, the trailers are Japanese. What the fuck do you want from me? Um, the Outer Worlds, the space Fallout from Obsidian. That's coming out. Uh, that's coming out on October twenty fifth. Ah, just in time for my favourite holiday, St. Swithin's Day. Yes. So, that's that's happening. Uh, Bleeding Edge uh, is the new game from Ninja Theory, who, like I say, they were recently bought by um, Microsoft. It is a... Um, it looks like it's a, sort of like a character-based multiplayer first-person brawler. Okay. So, like a melee-focused Overwatch, maybe, or something like that. Okay. It's going into it's going into it's got it's got a reveal trailer and it's going into alpha later this year, the technical alpha. Okay. So there'll be like a, a gameplay test later on. Mirror's Edge, but Overwatch with punching. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. As long, uh, as, as, long as it's first person traversals better than Call of Duty Black Ops Three, I'm fine with that. Probably. Uh, or in the Will of the Wisps. Shit. Uh, Willow the Wisp. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Oh, that's tricky. February 11th, 2020, if you like gorgeously animated 2D platformers. Okay. Although this looks like it's got some 3D stuff in it as well, and flight and things like that, then that could be your jam. Flight People really loved Ori in the Blind Forest, so this is the sequel to that. There you go. Um, More Ori. Minecraft Dungeons in Spring 2020. It's yeah, I've, Minecraft I've, I've Diablo. This is yet another Minecraft... D- Going away from the basic premise and appeal of Minecraft. I know, again. Minecraft Diablo, I think, yeah. Why not? <laughs> why not? Sure. Why the fuck not? Why not? These kids like, gotta, these kids gotta get good. Yeah, he's gonna get good at Diablo. <laughs> I like, I like, uh, like, it's, you know, it's four player co op. Um, online or, probably online or local. It's Diablo style action RPG. Why the fuck not? What's wrong with that? Well, let's do it. Doing Minecraft style. Sure. Hi-oh. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order is on, on, on November 15th. Um, Blair Witch Game on August 30th. Yeah, which is apparently like a cross between like Over uh, uh, Outlast and... Looks like Outlast. And Slender. Looks like Outlast slash, slash Slender. Uh, camera lens. You have a dog called Bullet. Okay. Forest. Flashlight. Camera. Blair Witch. We'll find out not, on, on, on August 30th. Why isn't it coming out in October? I don't know. Um, Age of Empires. Alien, aliens cloning marine style reveal that the characters of Book of Shadows are not only real, but they're still alive. And they're, that, yeah. It's just, no. <laughs> um, Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. Uh, PC remastered audio 4K graphics. Strategy game with... Sure, why not? People like that game. I liked that game when it first came out. But Do I have a PC that can run it in 4K? No! Um... <laughs> Thus, no fucks were given that day. You like Lego, don't you, Chris? Yes. Um, uh, well, I've liked them less and less as time's gone by. The more overly complicated they've become. Do you like racing games? I do like racing games. Do you have an Xbox One? No. You shit out of luck. Uh, Lego Speed Champions expansion for Forza Horizon 4 is coming. Oh, right. Well... Now, like, it's, I think it's, it's, it's... If it's not out now, it'll be out by the end of the week. On our face, neck and chest. It's, um... Forza Horizon 4, but you can build cars out of Lego and race on Lego tracks, and you can race on Lego tracks with real cars, on real tracks with Lego cars, Lego cars on Lego tracks, or any combination thereof, 
But isn't the appeal of Lego physically building it when it comes to building Lego? I don't know what the building, how deep the building goes, but they brought out a car made of Lego on stage. Of course And it was like half a million Lego bricks in this car. Of course they did. And it looked really good. Oh yeah, no, I've seen it, yeah. And and the the reveal trailer used everything as awesome, so... Oh, so Lego sort, movie theme. And that sort of Lego movie style animation of the sort of stop motion y Lego people. Everyone kind in of the cl- crowd. clacking a little bit. Yeah. Um I noticed as well just before E three, I think, they announced Star Wars Lego Star Wars the com- uh, the Skywalker saga. Yep, that's coming next year. Which is I guess a complete remake of I believe it is an all new game, yeah. There's yeah, so so it's no it's not it's, it's not, not re-releases, yeah. Um, the Saga and Force Awakens and two additional games. Yeah. So it, it's a... Basically, if you've never played a LEGO Star Wars game, this is an excuse to not bother tracking them down and, and just in, play this instead. In the trailer, it looks like it's... Um, they're not doing the... the pulling the audio out of the movie anymore. Yeah, in the trailer, there's no dialogue. If they're if they're clever, they'll capitalize on the nostalgia and love of the earlier Lego so games. So it'll be mimed, and it'll be mimed. Uh, but I guarantee like, it won't hmm. be. They'll, they'll they'll be voice acting. They'll have got voice Who? actors in. They always do that now. I don't like it, and with varying degrees of success because part of the charm of the older ones was the the slapstick mime stuff. It, it worked so well. Um, the animators were able to convey so much character without any dialogue. Yeah, which was great. Um, and then it got bad. Yeah, um, but also I guarantee, I guarantee, I guarantee it will be um, Phantom Menace through to the Last Jedi, and I bet you uh, Rise of Skywalker will be DLC. It's coming out in twenty twenty, so there's no reason for that. You say that, but it depends on how many secrets the developers have been allowed to know. That but it also because well, they, they did that with the Hobbit, like the Hob- Lego Hobbit came out upon the release of. The third film. Well, we didn't say when it was coming out in 2020. True. Yeah, I suppose if it comes out in like November time. Also, why would in. they? Why yeah. would they advertise a game as all nine films and then release the? They advertised the, the Hobbit as all three films, and then it was like both films on the disc. Third film with DLC, and then it never came out. They probably learned a lesson from that, didn't they, Christopher? Well, did they? Well, I don't know. We'll find did out. They? We'll find out. When Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga comes out. I am um, not excited. It was basically a bunch of games announced that this was like <laughs> Spirit Pharaoh, The Legend of Right, which is like an RPG that is all drawn on notebook paper and cardboard and built out of pop-up stuff. Okay, that's cool. That's um, a bit of visual. Wasteland 3, uh, 12 Minutes, which is... <laughs> is it 12 Minutes? Oh, right. It's I've a... heard about this. <laughs> it, an interactive it... thriller. About a man. Yeah, is, isn't it basically... <laughs> it, it's basically from the perspective of a hitman victim. I, I'm not sure. It's... You, you, you're, a man in a, you're a man in a time loop. The trailer made it look like you're in the same room. So... You've got a 12 it, minute time loop. Oh, shit. So it's... It's, it's happy, like top down It's happy death day. Possibly. It's like you've got to break the cycle. And it's... Because it's a video game and a thriller. Someone's going to kill you. I guess. There we go. Um, <laughs> Just watch happy death day. It's surprisingly better than you'd expect. Uh, Way to the Woods, <laughs> that's coming out. Uh, Dying Light 2 is coming out in spring. Oh, yay, um, more zombies. Yay. Uh, <laughs> the so mobile... fucking bored of zombies. Oh, well, we've got more zombies for you later, so don't worry. Uh, the mobile Gears Pop game, which is Gears of War and Funko Pop, but it's a mobile game. Why? I... 
I say this is a man who owns Funkos and there isn't ashamed, but why? Um, oh, good lord. There's the Heartland expansion for State of Decay 2, Crossfire X, which is like... A, also known as Crex. Yeah, it's like a new free-to-play <laughs> game like based on a very, very popular... I can't remember if it's a Chinese or Korean MMO. But anyway, it's looked like it's like modern military shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, a new trailer for Borderlands 3, yawn. Um <laughs> They just gave away the handsome collection on PlayStation Plus, and I downloaded it. Was like, yeah, yeah is, isn't that isn't that Borderlands Two? Borderlands Two and Borderlands the pre sequel, which is a spin off from Two. It's it's a pre sequel to Two, so it's a spin off from Two. It's it's a prequel to Two. Why doesn't the handsome collection contain the first one? Because handsome Jack's not in the first one. Oh, that's why it's the handsome collection. I believe so. Right. Okay. Handsome Jack. The thing that keeps <sighs> that keeps keeps meaning I bounce off Borderlands Two every time I play it. Handsome Jack, the scourge of TikTok. Although um, they did they did release a new free DLC for Borderlands Two. What's coincide with this the release week of the third to one? lead up to the to the uh, release of Borderlands Three? That so that's interesting. It's quite cool. That's really good. Like if I was a fan <clears> of a franchise and it was getting a long-awaited sequel, and they just went, "Hey, you still play the other one? Here's some extra free shit." Mm. Like I'd be quite happy with that. That's quite cool. But, um, yeah. Wow. So I own Borderlands Two, the pre-sequel, and Tales of the Borderlands, and I've not bothered with any of them. There's been rumblings that they're going to do a Borderlands remastered, but I haven't seen. Which anything would explain before. the handsome collection not containing the first one. But the handsome general. collection came out like three years ago at this point. Mm, no, but that's what I mean, like the fact that they'd put that out, get everyone's appetite, oh, yeah, appetite yeah, yeah. wetted and then be like, oh, you want to play the first one? Well, here it is, remastered. Yeah. I think it's backwards compatible on Xbox. You sounds a bitches, man. The same way they brought, they, they made uh, Black Ops 3 a, a, plus, a plus game a month before Black Ops 4 came out. No, it was way oh, before. Oh, no, no, it was a month before the pre-order started. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was like, all oh, right. No, it wasn't even that because it was before World War 2 came out. Was it? It was way before Black Ops 4 was even announced. Sure, it wasn't that no, long No, no, it was before World War 2 came out. Oh, God, I'm old. And dying. <clears throat> Who bury, knows? Bury me at sea. Nope. Um, yeah, they've been talking about Xbox Game Pass. Cremate me, but under the water. Xbox Game Pass is coming to PC. There's loads of stuff on it. Uh, you can get a subscription now which combines Game Pass and Live Gold and Game Pass PC. Sure. Just all this is basically libraries and more ways for money to be spent. Yes. Okay. Can you see why I like just buying a game in a shop and bringing it home? It's yes. so much simpler. Because you're a luddite. <laughs> no, I have no problem no. with subscription services no, at all. No, I'm a neat hoarder. I like to look mm. at things. <laughs> I like to go look at that library. I like to look at things. We're in a room facing a library of I, video games. I, like, I love pretty. to look at things, but I also have space limitations and financial limitations and subscriptions tend to be cheaper the world of pre-owned and also so much more space on that playstation because of all the physical media that's there next to it <laughs> yeah but you have to install every ps4 game on a, P- on a ps4 true but i know when i want to play something so i always do it ahead of time i'm like oh yeah, you know what yeah, i'm gonna yeah, play yeah, i'm yeah. gonna play such and such a game tonight so that morning i'll whack it in let's do this thing on power mode you know the biggest difference between you and me i've got sonic mania on my ps4 at home and you haven't is that the new release? Yeah. Yeah, mine's on the PlayStation upstairs. Quiet! <laughs> I thought you were doing Men in Black quote. No, it's a plus game this month. Um, I thought you were going to do, you know, the differences between you and me. I made this shit look good. Um, you didn't say shit. It's a family movie. Do it in my head. Okay. Shut up. Be quiet. <laughs> I'm trying oh, to get... it's hot. 
I'm trying to get through all these E3 things. It's going to take me twice as long if you don't shut up. Just like E3. Just do you react. Remember, do you remember these things used to just be like two days? And now they're like seven days spread across a week. E3 weekend started last Wednesday and finished yesterday. Chris, we spent half an hour talking about the Microsoft conference. Uh, Let's get through this quickly. Neither of us are Xbox owners. No. <laughs> so be quiet. You're breathtaking. You're breathtaking. <laughs> You're literally taking my breath away. Uh, <laughs> I cannot breathe. Um, Bethesda. They've got things going on. Uh, They've got Fallout 76. Um, uh, there's a horror game that's not a survival horror game. It's an acts and adventure game. And it's from the Shinji Mikami studio who did Evil Within. And it's called Ghostwire Tokyo. And it looks cool. And the lady who came on stage to talk about it was really cool. She was adorable yeah. and really funny. She's one of like the leading creative directors behind Bayonetta and stuff. Is it normal? Is it paranormal? <laughs> who could say? <laughs> one thing one thing I love by love I mean loathe but loathe. Like, enjoy about what? E3 is so many of the people who come up to speak cannot public speak for the life of them no and it's cringy and horrible to watch that's why like Devolver is it Devolver always do like the, yeah. the fake press conferences the fake press conference, yeah. that's why they're so refreshing because they've gone but that's fuck this let's be nasty and weird and and that's why some of the people who came out on stage this year were really nice it was nice to see keanu reeves because he's just it's fucking keanu reeves and he doesn't he just he's chill yeah john bernthal with his dog john bernthal with his dog this lady whose name i can't i don't recall i apologize she was Um, she was trending like crazy that night because everyone was just like you are charming as fuck but like um, every artist on twitter basically drew her that night because they were like look at this happy woman and, um, declaring that her video game is cool she can't wait for you to see it I know right so Ghostwire Tokyo that's coming out <laughs> um, Deathloop from Arcane. Uh, it's uh, it's a story about time loops time loops are a, th- a theme this year oh god two assassins in a time loop um, looks cool but whatever Doom Eternal yay November 22nd I can't wait for this love Doom 2016 uh, this looks like that turned up to 11 stupid um, so twelve T, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not an FPS guy, but you convinced me to buy Doom. I played it. I played it for a good few weeks, and I was just like, "This is traumatizing me." It, it's, it's Every too much. time I put the controller down, I felt like my whole body was shaking in fear. I was yeah. like, "This is great." It's, it's, it's so such an adrenaline fast. Rush. Yeah, and the soundtrack's amazing. It's like you've just got to go from kill to kill to kill to kill. To, you can't stop and think about what you're doing. Yeah, because you'll die. Yeah, you have to keep killing to stay alive. Yeah. And you kill demons in disgusting ways. And now it's more great. disgusting demons. More, disgusting, more disgusting. And also, ways. you go into heaven as well as hell. Yes, because so, of course, because of course you are. Here's where we are, guys. Because you are the Doom Slayer, <laughs> Slayer of Doom. Yes, <laughs> um, it's the ultimate power fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of fantasy, uh, Fallout seventy six. Love it. It's getting a new free update that will. Are you ready? Add NPCs. <laughs> uh, actual human NPC characters with full dialogue trees and a new main quest uh, you know that thing that most other games just have mm. we're adding it as a bonus thank us it's also free until June 17th but I no what, oh, and it's game? game yeah nah, no 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 just for that week though it's not like you get it and then you keep playing it's just free for that week oh no thanks um, no thanks so you can yeah I, I, no. um, <laughs> battle royale mode in also known as Brial, but it's only 52 players because what? you're 
you're fighting to become the new overseer of Vault 52. Oh, okay. So there's, so, a, there's a story, yeah. unquote, uh, reason for it. Yeah. Mm. Sure. 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 Elder Scrolls Blades. That mobile one. That yeah. I play on and off. Yeah. Which is fine. <laughs> at best. You're really selling it. Coming to Switch. Oh, okay. Still free to play. So you're still going to have to wait an hour to open a quest, to open a chest. Um, so fuck that. <laughs> Screw that shit. Elder Scrolls Legends is a card game, so no one cares. Um... But that's just still working on Elder Scrolls 6. Yeah, we know. Um, Elder Scrolls Online is getting more... That thing has a fucking expansion like every week, I feel like. So, sure. Fine. Dragons are in it now. Cool. I don't care. Um, <coughs> Wolfenstein. Yarb. Uh, Youngblood is coming out in July 26. Co-op shooter. He plays BJ's. This is the third entry in the reboot series? I'm not sure. Series? I guess. It's set in the 80s. You play the twin daughters of BJ Blazkowicz. Um, it's co-op. There you go. And That's quite cool. Co-op also, play where you play as twins. There's also a cool. VR game called Cyber Pilot, which makes you a hacker in the French Resistance, and I think you like hack into German mechs. Okay. Kill Nazis. The guys on stage talking about it were very into the idea that you were killing Nazis in very cool ways. <laughs> Like, that's what these games are about. It's about killing fucking... Unless you're in Germany, in which case they're about killing a Nazi-esque regime, but all the logos and illusions are removed. So Nazis. Which is um, weird, because it's like, I, I get it, you don't want, like, the country to feel like it's a punching bag forever, considering not everybody was part of that. But at the same time, surely the only people you'd be offending would be Nazi sympathizers. Yeah. <laughs> so, why do you want their money? That's fine. So um... Weird. Commander Keen is getting a new mobile free-to-play game. It's basically an old... That's an, that's an old um, ID software classic. They're basically just plumbing through their IP and going, what can we do? Oh, we'll make a free-to-play mobile Commander Keen game. But instead of being a 2D side-scroller, it's going to be like uh, a Saturday morning cartoon with two kids. And it's an <laughs> item-based action puzzle game. It looks fine, it's just not for me. Um, Rage 2. Yeah. The game that came out and no one noticed. Um, despite a mass campaign over here especially there's yeah. posters everywhere for uh, it, but... that's getting a new expansion yeah and then Bethesda were like oh, we've also got this software thing for game streaming which we're using on our games on all the streaming services so they're going to be really good so there we go kind, <laughs> kind, cool thanks thanks Bethesda Squaresoft Square Enix they're not Squaresoft anymore Um, this with this came the biggest disappointment of E3 yeah, let's tuck into this. Avengers is out on May 15th, 2020. So and less looks, than a year. It looks dull as dishwater. It looks so boring. They spent a year not saying anything about this. Yeah, because the last, the very last we heard was that teaser. What was the, that was the announced teaser. Yeah. They have not said anything since then. Here's what we know about the mechanics. It's not always online, but it is online. It's full player co-op. Four-player co-op, but it was single-player, but four-player co-op. Yeah. For online play. Five characters. Five characters to start with for online co-op. New characters will be added, as well as new missions and things like that, for free over a course of, I think they said, uh, we over, already over have... Over a period of years. We already have at least <clears throat> two and a half years, like, ready to roll and, and whatnot, and there's more stuff. Ambitious. Characters and missions and DLC will all be free as time goes by. What do you think about the designs? Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Mm. Um, uh, so there's that. Uh, there's no loot box system. There is no pay to win system 
in there at all. It's all about achievement. It's all about stuff you get through single player and co-op. Um, that's all that. Great. Fantastic. I love that mindset. I pay $60 first go for a thing, download or physical, and then it gives me content for years. Yes, please. I like that. Well done. Why does everyone look like dog shit? It just looks so dull. A-Day. How fucking insensitive to highlight that a week after fucking veterans and everything. You know, I I know obviously America don't give a shit about our history, but it's just like, come on. Yeah, America were involved in D-Day as well. Yeah, but they don't ever highlight it as much as they do, like, their own triumphs. We won World War One. It's like, we fucking did They have plenty of other holidays dedicated to veterans. It's, Um, but but anyway... I was the timing of that I found was really weird. That was the focus of this announcement trailer, because for a story trailer, it doesn't really tell us much except they have no ideas. <laughs> the Avengers fuck up five years into the future. Yeah. Everything's gone to shit, and the world hates the Avengers. Everything's ah! awful. Hmm. Hmm. It doesn't sort of sounds. This guy sounds. Hmm. 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 But it's not the MCU. It's not the MCU. But we will use the MCU lineup. But for, it's not the MCU. Not the designs. Or the most interesting character for a freaking co-op thing for this, where he would be... Oh my god. No, so, Hawkeye. So there's a five Avenger lineup at the start of our Where's story. Hawkeye? And it's it's the movie lineup, Bar Hawk... Ho- the Hawk guy. It, bar, bar Clint Barton. Um, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but when you told me you were doing an Avengers game and it was like, yeah, the, 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 cinema, the cinematic uh, roster will be featured... Because I remember they, they hinted at that a while ago that that would be... And it was yeah. mostly because the announcement teaser highlighted the four mains that they always bloody highlight from the, the franchise stuff. But it was like, great. Can't wait. I can't wait to play as Hawkeye in these environments. Because like, that's the one where it's going to have to rely on your skill set and really being on it. Yeah. Like, Hulk, I'm going to rampage through an army of bad guys. Thor, I'm going to freaking like lightning a bunch of bad guys. Hawkeye, I've got to really be on my fucking toes. And I can't wait to play that. Bow and Arrow. Um, same for Widow as well, like, but, you know, Widow's more about firepower, vehicles, Hawkeye's more about straight-up arrow parkour kind of stuff. I was like, yeah. that's going to be really I mean, cool. it could have been worse. They could have left out Black Widow. True, but I'm not sure Black Widow is in this, based on that Twitter meme during the rounds of a close-up of her face from the trailer at one point, and a close-up of one of the Wayans characters from White Chicks. Ooh. They all look odd. They all look odd. They all look really odd. Um, Tony looks like... Uh, an early to an early PS3 cutscene character of a dude with beard and long hair. Mm. Like he just looks soft and fuzzy. Everyone's heads look too small, apart from Widow, whose head looks too big. Because the proportions of the armor and everything are just odd. Also, this is the same team that gave us the rebooted Tomb Raider. You know that 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 <clears throat> retread of a classic character and format that felt kind of soulless in places, especially in the performance and the character designs. And a bit dull. Yep. Well, they've made Avengers. Hey, there we go. Uh, and, and that's coming out. Cap's armor my... looks atrocious. Um, yeah. It's a SWAT armor with dull colours. He's Captain America. It, 
I was saying to you yesterday, I would feel less disappointed by his design if they just at least made it bright blue. It looks like he's wearing a bomb suit. If they made it bright blue, I'd be like, oh, they've gone for kind of like a bomb suit thing, but fuck it, he's still in red, white, and blue. Like, fine, whatever. That's the design you've gone for, but look at him, there's Captain America. How's he supposed to move in that thing? Iron Man's body's completely MCU inspired, but the head is very much like Adi Granov, like yeah. comic book inspired, and as a result, it clashes horribly. Like, the head looks wrong. The head looks like it's just been dragged and dropped from another design. Thor looks over-designed. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate the scar thing because it's a bit um, Jason Aaron yeah. sort of era. But, like, the the uh, beard and hair physics have not been perfected yet. <laughs> not in real time. They really haven't. So they get around it, minimalise. Tony should have just his little Tony thing going on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but he's got a like, big Thor should have. Thor should have, like... Beard mustache, like coming down. What's that called? It's not a goatee, is it? But it's still like a funnel. It's, it's just... called. It's called a beard. Okay, but you know what I mean. Like, not, <laughs> not, not, but you know what I mean. Like not a full face of it. Like because none of it ever looks quite right. No. Ever. Um, it's we're not there yet for that in gameplay. And also mm. gameplay. Twitter narrowed down twenty two seconds in that like four minute presentation of actual gameplay. This um, game is out in March. Confirmed. You should show us that. It was confirmed. Oh, May. It's not May. It was confirmed the day after at the uh, the demo store. Because obviously people can't put demo footage out there beyond what they're allowed to show. Yeah. Um, they showed it. I mean, it, as a, as a, as a fan of Marvel, it makes me weirdly happy to watch a room full of people cheer after a preview clip shows. Like, here's one of the other characters you're going to be interacting with in the game, and it was a preview clip of Hank Pym. Yeah. It was like it kind of makes me happy that we're in a world now where a room full of gamers are cheering because. Ant-Man is in a game. That Ant-Man, makes me yeah. happy. But like Hank Pym in his more sort of Earth's Mightiest Heroes post-Ant-Man kind of role of yeah. like being a tech guy that they call on to help with stuff. And... When he was like the professor or something in the comics. Yeah. Like sort of... Sort of post-Yellow sort of Jacket. Post-Yellow yeah. Jacket. Post... Because <clears throat> wasn't he... He oh god didn't he have like the Nomad or Ronin persona briefly as no, well? No, no. You're thinking when Hawkeye was Goliath. Right. Okay, that's why I'm getting confused. <laughs> oh my god. But you know, just that whole thing of like Hank is a separate entity who they call on for stuff. Yeah. Um so they're going with that. There's a clip of Tony and Bruce bullshitting each other. Tony and Bruce Yeah, Tony and Bruce over Cap's death in the event five years ago. A lot of people are speculating that the narration of the game is done by a, a younger character in the future long after the five years later events um who's reflecting on it possibly another avenger of the future and there's already been speculation that it's kamala khan well i'm sorry if kamala khan is in this i want her in this i want her in the fucking game yeah that'd be good i want to play as kamala khan in the game because you know they're not going to touch characters like reed richards anytime soon so oh right you know what kamala khan has a really fucking cool unique power set and a level of representation not displayed in the lineup that's there uh, how about we mix and match things a little bit guys yeah, it'd be nice wouldn't it you know but it'd be nice. Whatevs. <clears throat> whatevs but hey it's coming out <gasps> sure sure <laughs> Final Fantasy 7 remake that's the one that's coming out in March mm. well the first bit of it's coming out in March yeah you were saying to me yesterday it's still episodic it. when, it, when it's all done and all the episodes are done they expect that it's going to ship on two Blu-ray discs oh, but for Lord. now for now <laughs> the first disc is coming out on March 3rd They've expanded the Midgar portion, which isn't even like the whole first disc, so I don't know what the fuck they're doing. 
Um, uh, it's playable. It's, it's Final Fantasy VII. I like Final Fantasy VII. I don't want this. Well, we were saying yesterday, like, we were like how how long is it going to be before they run out of things to remake? But again, like I don't have problem with remakes or remasters. True, but like some stuff doesn't need to be revisited that way. I don't know. Like Final Fantasy VII is rough, mm. right? But it doesn't need a ground up remake. What it needs is fresh character models, couple of tw- engine tweaks, and a fresh translation. Yeah, the translation is fucking god awful yeah because ultimately what survived about that the reason people love that game isn't necessarily the gameplay yeah it's the story and the characters but you don't need to remake it from the, inv- the investment in them yeah. over time yeah you absolutely don't and you don't want you don't want square to do that because they take 17 years to do anything mm. because they start a project they get halfway in they decide they're going to use a new engine they can't re- put any of those old assets into the new into the, from the old engine into the new engine, so they have so to start, start everything again. from scratch again. Then they decide, actually, no, we want this to happen, and then they start from scratch again for no fucking reason. Like it's just Square Enix, folks. It's just Square. Like just make the fucking game, Square Enix. How long did it take them to get Kingdom Hearts three out of the door? Fucking how long did it take them to get Final Fantasy fifteen out of the door? How long did it take them to to actually say Final Fantasy fifteen was Final Fantasy fifteen? Because it started off as a Final Fantasy thirteen spin off. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And it was announced alongside Final Fantasy thirteen about a year and a half before Final Fantasy thirteen came out. So you're saying there's a chance? I don't know what there is. Oh. Okay. I just. Uh... I mean, I, I, I'm I'm a peripheral Final Fantasy fan. Like I played some of them. I've enjoyed the ones I've played, but like I. I could give zero shits about this. I like I I've I've And I feel bad for everybody who's about to spend hundreds of dollars on the complete game. I have played and finished one, two, three, four, seven, eight, nine, ten, and thirteen. Uh I have played all of them, apart from the two MMOs. So I haven't played eleven or fourteen. Um I like Final Fantasy. I like Final Fantasy Seven. We don't need this. <laughs> you could have actually done a proper remaster with new character models, new back. Keep the pre-rendered two D backgrounds, but make them nice and crisp, like um, they did with the Resident Evil remake. The mm. Resident Evil remake looks really good. Even the original GameCube version still looks holds up, and then the the lick of paint they gave it for the PS4 re-release looks really nice. Well, I mean, even just take a take a note from things like uh, New and Tasty and the upcoming yeah. um, Soul. Oh, is it? Is it Soulstorm Brew? Soulstorm, I, I think it is the next the next re- Abe remake. Like, oh, okay. Just like what they did, they remade it from the ground up, but they kept the exact same aesthetics. Yeah. So they didn't like overdo the backgrounds. They kept them as simple as just made them nicer and crisper and more modern looking. Like they kept it two D. The focused character models became these beautiful things, and they remade the cutscenes. Well, like boom, the really and ironic, it works really really well. The really ironic thing is. Is that seems like it, that's exactly what they're doing with Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. Oh, gosh. Which is coming out uh, this year. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So it's coming out before the end of the year. And it just looks like they've up-resed FF8 and given it a new lick of paint. Uh, so they're doing that for FF8. Yeah. Which, is, which to this point, that's the, only, that's the only one that hasn't been re-released since its original PlayStation release. Got it up there. Yeah, every other it's Final so Fantasy has had a remaster or a re-release. It's like four, four discs, discs. yeah. Um, <laughs> like, one of the few I've played. Just like like Final okay. Fantasy VII and IX have both had PS4 releases. 
the and it's like the the version of seven on there is like a PC like a tweak of the PC version. Um, uh, but eight is not. Apparently, the rumor was that they'd lost it. <laughs> they'd lost a lot of the original assets. <laughs> That's kind of funny. So it wouldn't surprise me if they just sort of reverse engineered this from the PC version or something. But it, you know, it looks like Final Fantasy eight, and it's being tweaked. So yeah, sure, whatever. PS4, Switch, Xbox One, PC later this year. Um, another couple of uh, re-releases, um, like Romancing Saga 3, Saga, Scarlet Grace. I don't know anything about the Saga games, so but they're coming out. And they're, they're coming out outside of Japan for the first time. Outriders is a new shooter from People Can Fly. Yeah, who cares? Um, <laughs> another RPG out in August called Oninake, sure. Uh, the mobile game Final Fantasy Brave Exvius is getting a follow-up. Sure. Sure. Uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered is coming out uh, on Switch and PlayStation 4. Sure. And phones. Um, this is going to be interesting because the original Crystal Chronicles was a GameCube game that you could play single player yeah. with AI help or you could play up to four player co-op. If you're playing co-op, each player was using a Game Boy Advance as their controller. Oh, yes. I recall this. So I'm going to be interested to see how they do this on modern platforms. Hmm. Intriguing. Phones as a control? Intriguing. Mm, wouldn't put me past it. I don't know if that would work on Switch. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know the specs of Switch inside well, out, but like that would be the best way to get like people to co-op really easily. Yeah. Like, oh, you want to play some of this? Oh, you don't want to control it? Well, yeah, Switch, you do. Get your phone out. Switch, you can just carry the Switch around with you, and then everyone mm. gets a Joy-Con. Yeah. Yeah. PlayStation 4 would be the more difficult one, I guess. Yeah. Imagine well, it depends what you need to see on the screen. So, uh, who cares? Um, <laughs> Last Remnant Remastered. That was an RPG that came out on the last generation. That's coming out. Okay, remaster that. Cool. Um, and Circuit Superstars. It's a racing game. Sure. Kingdom Hearts 3 is getting a D- DLC. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Square Enix, ladies and gentlemen. Ubisoft. Now, Ubisoft's got some interesting stuff. Yes, they do because actually. Because they've got Watch Dogs Legion. Yeah, which is that's out in March again, a Brotherhood style spin off of the series that's its own thing. No, I think it's Watch Dogs. It is Watch Dogs Three. Okay, but you can play as anyone in that world. Apparently so, including a granny, which the internet lost its shit over. Yep. <laughs> we will see how that works out. It will. We'll see how generic those characters are. Um, when, when there's when there's like dozens of them, they're going to be generic. Yeah. And I think even in the trailers, I was like, yeah, they're using the same kind of thing over and over again. But it's a cool idea. If it even works mostly, it'll probably be pretty fun. It actually made me interested in Watch Dogs. I heard Watch Dogs 2 was really good, actually. Yeah. Um, and also it's post-Brexit London. They cannot say this is not political. So Is that the setting? It's London in the future. Yeah. So it's post-Brexit. Everything's gone to shit. <laughs> Brilliant! Like, yep. These like yep. mercenary, yep. like mercenary martial yeah. law. God, that's going to open up so Everywhere. many conversations. That is a genius stroke um, for marketing purposes specifically. You watch the reveal this trailer. Is gonna be, it's going to be brought up in so many debates. You watch the reveal trailer. It looks, it looks interesting. Um, they want it to be brought up by politicians having a go at it. Probably. That's what they want. That is genius. Um, well done, Ubisoft. But also, that's actually really good. Yeah, but that, that, they've got to actually put their money where their mouth is and talk about it. Mm. As opposed to like Division Two, which is like oh no, it's gonna it's gonna be a generic <laughs> it's gonna be a generic reveal. But then it's gonna be like everything's gone to shit, and now we have to fight back. It's that's like, what it is. Yeah, that's, that's literally it. They're not gonna they're not gonna get specifically political at all. Um, but they're gonna get people talking within, that, within that the that sphere is, of politics. That is, enough, that is getting specifically political enough, though. Oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. yeah, yeah. 
but the the content of the game is going to be generic dystopia stuff. Generic softcore early dystopia. I guess. <laughs> hey, did you see Children of Men? The safe word. Um, the safe word is Boris. Oh, uh, but yeah, it looks interesting. Um, <laughs> dodgy British accents though. Oh, they, right. They clearly right. did not get all British I'm, accents. I'm going to watch the trailer then because you, I was sold until you mentioned that and that is one of my biggest turn-offs in any media. Oh, you you will go limp very quickly. Oh, um, God. New adventure game called Gods and Monsters. Looks like Breath of the Wild and it's Breath cartoonish. Breath of the Wild Greek mythology. Yeah. And it, it's very sort of old school cartoony graphic and it's very pretty looking. Mm. And it's got a really epic shot of a griffin at the end of the trailer looking terrifying. And... No, Breath of the Wild is fucking dope. Yeah, so, so this is Breath of the Wild, cutesy cutesy Breath of the Wild using like the Assassin's Creed Odyssey engine. Yeah. To create a big world. Yeah, sign yeah. me the fuck up, sailor. Ubisoft are launching their own game subscription. Oh. Service. Oh. 15 euros a month gets you access to a library on over 100 Ubisoft games. It launches on September 3rd. It's basically EA, EA access, but Ubisoft. Death by a thousand cuts, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Um, it launched September 3rd, presumably on PC only, and then it's going to be available on Google Stadia as well when that launches. Um, they also announced uh, for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. I'm getting there. No, go on. I, I, I remember because we talked about Open World. Sorry, go on. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Roller Champions. PvP Roller Derby game. Because why not? Uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine. Three player tactical PvE co-op. Sure. Sure. Maybe. Why not? Don't know if it's zombies or not. Probably. 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 Zombies. Fucking zombies. Just Dance 319. Coming out on everything and the Wii. Yeah, yeah. It, it, oh, just that's twenty twenty. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's the new title, and I guess to celebrate the the legacy of it, they're bringing it out on the Wii. Tenth anniversary is the original song, which is um, fine. And, and like I, I, I maybe I just think it's fine because I'm I say that in a room with a Wii that yeah. is hooked up to the fucking television. Also, so, I've got a Wii U, so you can play on that. Can you play on the Wii U? Yeah. Oh, right. Because I, I know there were loads of jokes at the time of, like, where you put its hand up going, um, excuse me, but I guess it means, yeah, that's yeah. not a non-specific the Wii, U, Wii U release. The Wii U is it's... fully backwards compatible with the Wii. Beautiful. And the GameCube? Um, no, but if you can do some magic trickery like I can, you can get GameCube stuff running on there. You beauty! I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just dance. Uh, it's gonna be okay. Tom, more Tom Clancy stuff. Tom Clancy's Elite Squad. Oh! Who cares? Um, shooty, shooty. <laughs> the Division 2 is the Division 2. It's getting a first major update. They're giving you like a free week. So you can try it out for free for a week. Oh, that's cool. Sure. In a, wor- in a, world, um, of, in a world of little to no demos anymore, that's quite cool that they're actually doing that. Yes. Um, they're also talking about the there being a Division movie. It's going to be co-produced with Netflix and David Leitch is, co- is directing. Sure, whatevs. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Know. Yeah, because no new Assassin's Creed title announcement. But even though they opened the press conference with the Assassin's Creed uh, Symphony performance mm. from the new concert tour that they're doing. They're doing an Assassin's Creed concert tour. I mean, to be fair, the music like, of that series is pretty damn gorgeous. Yeah, but I don't well, remember that's a... any of it. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, uh, well, if it, introdu- if it introduces a bunch of, of gamers who've never gone to a classical concert before... To classical concerts, great. Like fair enough, I'm all for that. That's why I love the Doctor Who Symphonic Spectacular and things like that. They were just there to yeah, introduce but that music's actually to... pretty good though. Yeah, but yeah, 
just the idea of it luring people in. Yeah, like, hey, do you like this? Great. Now go watch more classical music concerts. Go listen to more classical music. Go learn an instrument. You uncultured swines. Yes. <laughs> um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is getting a story creator, quest builder. Yeah, which is you know and... fair enough. Like that's pretty. Is that free or? Uh, I think it's free. It's an open beta at the moment, so. Okay, so, so, you, so you like, go and try it out. So, so like for... parts of GTA Online where you have like PS4 you have, you right have like director now. mode where you can put stuff in. Well, apparently, you got and... dialogue and branching pathways and all stuff like that, and share them. So it's got something. Um, Discovery Tour is also it's the same as they did for Assassin's Creed Origins, where you just wander around Greece, learn about history. Which is pretty cool. I think that's good. Yeah. Well, you know, interesting. Making something um, of the game. Assassin's Creed. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege is getting a new season. Operation Phantom Sight. Operation. If you play Rainbow Six Siege, this is good news. If you don't, like me, sure. Uh, For Honor again. If you play For Honor, that there's some more stuff coming to that. I don't play For Honor. Sure. Uh, Adventure Time. Come on, tell your friends. Adventure Time is characters that are coming to Brawlhalla. Yep. Which so. is Smash Brothers, basically. Cats in Smash Brothers, I guess. Looks good. Um, Finn sounds weird now because he's grown up. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is odd. Rob McElhenney. It's also weird because they finished the show last year, so it seems really strange that they're going, and now more Adventure Time things. The brand is strong. Um, Rob McElhenney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, he showed up to, because he worked with Ubisoft on his upcoming TV show for Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, uh, called Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet, which is about um, the dev team for the world's biggest MMO getting ready to launch their first expansion. Okay. Uh, it looks like it could be a decent sitcom. Like I like Rob McElhinney, so whatever. But whatever. Weird thing to be at an E3 conference. And then John Berthel brought his dog out on stage. Of course he and did. And he talked about Ghost Recon Breakpoint. It's a Ghost Recon game. He's playing the bad guy in it. They're rogue, they're rogue soldiers. Yeah. Okay, fine. Sure, whatever. Um, <laughs> and finally, Nintendo. My tablet's on 10% battery. Um, do, you need, uh, do you need a leady charge? I'll be fine. Leady charge? Uh, sure. I'm going to get through this real quick. Uh, Breath of the Wild Is sequel. Is it my USB? Let me get through it and we'll get okay. through it. <laughs> uh, um, Let's Zelda Breath of the Wild is a sequel is in development. Um, so cool. Link and Zelda are exploring a dungeon together so you might be able to play Zelda. Who knows? Hey. Smash Ultimate DLC. Banjo-Kazooie. Cool. And the Dragon's Quest Hero. So the hero from various Dragon Quest games, but one character. I didn't show you the Banjo Kazooie footage, did I? The the footage of the room when the announcement was made, like the trailer was played and stuff. Because yeah. it was one of the smaller conference rooms. No, but you you said that you resented people being happy. No, I said I said I'm so happy people are happy, but it's really weird to see. It's a really feral reaction. People really like Banjo Kazooie. It, it the, the reaction I got was that of a village. In medieval England, that had been under under attack from a troll for a decade, that was starving because the troll was eating all the local wildlife and destroying plant Listen. life with its very touch, and a hero had emerged and spent several years honing his skills so that he could defeat said troll on the eve of the greatest famine-related death the village had ever seen. And he had just rocked up on the hillside and wrenched the troll's head from his satchel and showed it to the village. That was the reaction in that room. Not, yeah, that's so cool! It was, our children will now prosper. We cannot wait to taste the dear meats that our grandparents told us were delicious. You know. You know about the power of nostalgia. So don't turn around to me and say that that was an overreaction. 
when if we were three or four years older, we would probably be having that same reaction about Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. That's how important that game was to a certain generation of people. Yeah. That we missed out on, like, by, I say, like, three or four years. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. No. Eh. Not maybe. Eh. It is. Eh. That's why people are having that reaction. I'm happy for them. Yeah? Well, stop I, shitting on them for I'm it. I'm happy then. for them, but, <laughs> I, but I, I will be in the other room. <laughs> it's just Smash DLC. People can get excited about Smash DLC. Um, there hasn't been a Banjo Kazooie game. Since nuts and bolts and half the fan base at least didn't like that. Yeah, because it was semi-open world based around racing. Not racing. Constructing vehicles. Oh, God. Uh, 7% battery, Chris. Shut the fuck that up. That was a live interview <laughs> with Gruntilda. She, had, she was letting everyone know she's disappointed to not be in Smash. Animal Crossing New Horizon for Switch has been delayed to 20th of March 2020. But it's happening. It's Animal Crossing. Uh, Link's Awakening remake on Switch comes out on September 20th. Kawaii! Yep. Also has a dungeon builder. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, Legend of Zelda Cadence of Hyrule is coming out this week. Uh, it's Crypt of the Necrodancer meets Zelda. Luigi's Mansion 3 is coming out Oh later god, with a horrific new superpower where you can use the goo in your tank to temporarily take his um, consciousness um, and wander around. Gooigi, actually. That's um, weird. Why is the Mario universe so creepy? Damon X Machina. Uh, 30th September 2019. Don't know what that is. Uh, no More Heroes 3. That's coming out in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. We'll talk about the more of that in a sec. Um, does look beautiful though. Trials of Mana. Never been released in uh, the English West before. That's coming out. Dragon Quest 9. Dragon Quest 11 Definitive Edition. 27th September. Witcher 3 is coming to Switch. Cool. Resident Evil 5 and 6 coming to Switch. Oh, sorry, um, Switch. <laughs> Contra, Rogue Course coming to Switch, Panzer Dragoon, Remake is coming to Switch, everything's coming to Switch basically. God. Including the Switch exclusive Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is coming out on July 19th. Which is so weird, it's so far removed from the previous two in terms of timing. just died and it's all your fault. Um, I offered a cable. uh, it's, It's so far removed from the others, it also, is it Activision? No, it's, Can't Nintendo, it's Nintendo. Right, so how the fuck is it Ultimate Alliance 3? Because that's the brand that people know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so strange. Ultimate Alliance, which you can now not get anymore. Nope. In any way, unless you buy the physical copies, folks, for the PS3 versions. But why would you want that version? Because Ultimate Alliance 2 is a really good game. It's great couch co-op. Oh, I thought you were just talking about the first one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all the last The first one is not aged well. Um, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. Which is why I'd, I'd never wish anyone to buy it as a remaster. And if you're going to get the first one and you, and you can, you should get the gold edition for Xbox 360 because that's got the extra characters in it. Um, True. Ghost Rider's in that. I think Ghost Rider's in it regardless. No, I'm pretty sure he's DLC. I don't think he is. The DLC characters for the 360 were... Um, Carnage was one of them. No, Venom was one of them. Oh, I'm thinking of the second one. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of number yeah. two. Sorry, no. Do- Doctor Doom. Because uh, I was going to say Magneto was like DLC for yeah, one of them. And, Doctor Doom, yeah. Magneto. It was a villains pack which was Doctor Doom, Magneto, Venom, and some other, some cunt, some other cunt. Um, <laughs> and the hero pack. <laughs> the hero pack was Cyclops, Nightcrawler, Hulk, and Hawkeye. Um. Yes. Oh, and you can play as Tornabandicoot in Crash Team Racing Nitro Field. 
Pokemon. Because they've made that model, so they wanna they wanna use it. Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yes. Coming out. November. Teach me of your ways, you dirt. It's coming out in November. Yeah. For Switch. Yeah. You can Dino Max your Pokemon. Why what? So they can get <laughs> You know fuck? You know raids in Pokemon Go? Yes. They're in Sword and Shield now. Oh. You've got four player court raids against Dino Max Pokemon, which are basically giant versions of Pokemon. Oh, like like in the raids, physically yeah. big versions of like they're giant on. giant versions of Pokemon. Also, they then shrink when you beat them. They then shrink when you beat them. You can do it to your own Pokemon in battle, but it only lasts for three turns. Oh, so you get super okay. powerful, but only for three turns. <laughs> um, and obviously, gym leaders and that can do it against you, um, bastards. It looks good. It looks like doggos are the new legendaries. Two doggos. Two doggo, doggos. Doggo with shield face and doggo with sword in mouth. Weird. Just holding a sword in its mouth. I love this franchise, but it's fucking weird. Uh, there is a sheep that rolls around in a little ball. There's a little corgi there's thing. There's a corgi. There's a, there's a knight bird. Like a knight in armour bird. Oh, good lord. Um, <laughs> yep. Pokemon is so stupid. Yep. I love it. I love it so much. Sobble. <laughs> Sobble. He's more effective at making people cry than an onion. Oh, good lord. Sobble. Which will you be buying? No, fuck that. You should ask for one for Christmas and ask for the other for your birthday. <laughs> and then play them both over the preceding month. I'd have to get a Switch first. No, you don't. Still just one. look at them. Just Yeah, just look at the cases. I'm playing it Hold them. Mind. Hold them tightly. Hold me. Sobble. Never let so, me go. You know when they did that... that um, ah. announcement of all the new Pokemon mobile apps and stuff. Yeah. And they had Pokemon Home, which is going to be like, you can take... It'd be a hub. So all, you can switch them all between so the games. Yeah. But yeah, it should have been called Poker Computer. No, that's a terrible name. This is why you're not in charge of branding. Yeah. <laughs> that's a terrible name. What was the computer called? PC. Poker PC. Pokemon PC. That's four terrible names. Stop with the naming things. Oh god. You can't do it. Diddling ding ding No. Okay. Sobble. Sobble vision. So you can't You can't import all your old Pokemon into Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh you can only do it backwards? Only what is in the new Pokedex. Oh. So you can put all Pokemon on there. Right. But only if they're in the, in the, new, in the new game. Because it looks like they've gone to a new engine and therefore new assets. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. So uh, they uh, don't uh, want to build uh, assets for all 800 plus Pokemon in the new engine straight away. So it's something that could be done so in time. Are, yeah, it's going to be done in time, now. but they're not going to be able to do it straight away. You have to buy a big ass memory card and then have the option. Okay. I get it, kind of. <laughs> asset generation. That took too long. Speaking of asset generation, if you want to save your precious time and energy, don't go and see X-Men Dark Phoenix. If you'd like our spoiler-free thoughts on X-Men Dark Phoenix, go to our YouTube channel. There's a 20-minute video where we discuss pretty much everything without going into explicit details. But I want to go into explicit detail, Chris. So this is your spoiler warning, folks. We're about to talk about X-Men Dark Phoenix, following up from our spoiler-free review. If you haven't seen it and you don't want it spoiled, we'll see you next week. If you have seen it, 
and you don't mind spoilers, stick around. If you couldn't give a shit, hi. The fuck? Spoilers for X-Men Dark Phoenix. Hmm. This film's not very good. It's not the worst, but it is not a good film. So, um, plot of X-Men Dark Phoenix. Actually, yeah. not even, it's not even well, X-Men Dark Phoenix, it's just Dark Phoenix. Yeah, but in certain territories like the UK and stuff, they've called it X-Men Dark Phoenix. Um, the title card just says Dark Phoenix, doesn't it? In the film, yeah. But the release and the certificate for the film and everything was X-Men Dark Phoenix and all the posters uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix. Uh, oh, God. So, X-Men, who are now publicly loved superheroes for some reason in the early 90s, are called up to space. Also, to help it's the early nineties for some reason. Yeah, and Beast is in his fifties, but looks like Nicholas Holt. So they're called to space to help with a sh- shuttle that's stuck in a solar flare. Whilst up there, Jean absorbs the solar flare and suddenly begins to exhibit heightened abilities. She's no longer merely a. Uh, uh, uh... Well, they don't establish Jean's power set in this at all to remind the audience what she can do. No, I think she's a psychic, but having... she's, she's a psychic, but she's also telekinetic. Maybe they no, don't she's really establish it, and she can fly. Kind they of. They do establish that she's telekinetic because they they say that she can hold the shuttle together. Hmm. I don't know. I just, for me, I'm just like when you, if your film does not have a whacking big number in the title, maybe have subtle refreshes in your storytelling for new audience members to grasp the fuck is going on. I yeah, I guess. So her powers, I know, are, I think... her powers are amplified mm. and mental blocks in her head reveal that Charles Xavier, when taking her in after an accident as a child, um, made her purposely forget or misremember parts of her childhood. Yeah. And as a result, she has a big strop. And, um, which would be understandable were it allowed any actual time to breathe or we gave a shit about this version of Jean Grey or we got to know her enough to know that this was a devastating revelation to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and goes on a rampage, kills a lot of people, um, like, literally just kills innocent police officers who are responding Did to... Did she kill them? Yeah, well, yeah, it's referred to later, like, those were good men who had families. Okay. So, yeah, because yeah, she, like, lifts the cars up, crunches them, drops them to the ground, so I'm guessing they were schmooshed um mm. then she is recruited by a mysterious woman played by jessica chastain who's actually a shape-shifting alien whose race are like we want this power oh she's got it let's bamboozle her into working for us this alien race called the dabari yeah and then who then charles and magneto are like we're gonna like magneto's like I'm going to kill Jean because she killed Mystique. And Charles is like, I'm going to help her because I fucked up. This is after Magneto's had a speech about giving up on revenge. Yes. you anywhere. God. It's so bad. It is, which is, to, to be fair, but the only good stuff for the action It's fine, though. Beats. A character can be a hypocrite. It's true, but when we've apparently watched them go through decades of um, development and change. We haven't, though. Well, we've just seen four films that take place in a different decade each, but we haven't actually seen said growth. It's so stupid. Why do uh... films take a decade, take time decades apart? Aside from the gimmick of them taking time decades apart, nothing about this film screams nineties. Nothing in this film requires it to be set in the nineties, nope. aside from time having passed between Apocalypse and this. But here's the thing: if they hadn't strictly set Apocalypse in eighty three, they could have easily 
just depicted this as a few years after Apocalypse. And us be like, yeah, sure, generic decade. The technology would be the only subtle hints to us as an audience as to when it takes place, because ultimately that's not important to the story. It's really not. And it also makes things confusing. These timelines are fucked. We've said before, and as you've so wonderfully eloquently worded, they don't give a fuck about the continuity, so neither should you. Um, And that's true, but it does beg the question to the mainstream audience, as the internet proved on the release of the movie, how does Fassbender get to McKellen in eight years? Yep. Because... They give no fucks. Raven, Mystique. The fuck has happened to this character? She's a really cool, compelling, creepy, and yet, like, fucking sexy because of the portrayal and everything, villain in the originals, who she's so visually intriguing, and Rebecca Romaine's performance is brilliant. You're like, you are fucking cool. Yeah. You're a cool bad guy. She's the only one who gets sort of an actual kind of, like, emotional beat in the third one where you go, oh shit, everything she believed in and Eric's left her behind because she's not a mutant anymore. Of course she betrays him to the government. Like, of course she does. There's there's those suggestions throughout X-Men and X2 that they are not like romantically inclined, but they're definitely, they've definitely been or are currently still lovers. Mm-hmm. They imply that in X-Men and X2. So, you know, it, it's like, cool, bit of drama beat, great. Then we're introduced to a different version of Raven in First Class. We get to meet her as a younger character. Um... And see the conflict. And at the end of that movie, she's exactly where we expect her to be. She has reasons for being ashamed of the way Charles does things, the way they've lived, and she sides with Magneto. Every one of the three films since has her separate from everybody doing her own thing and being a hero. Because it's Jennifer Lawrence. We don't want her to be a bad guy. We want her on the poster. We want her top of the credits list. And she's a good guy, guys. Look, Mystique's a hero now. We love Jennifer Lawrence, right? You love Jennifer Lawrence, right? No! She clearly hates this role. And has stepped back on the makeup and prosthetics process even more with every film she's been in. It's nuts. Mystique is a shapeshifter who's been previously depicted in this franchise as a chameleonic sort of nude blue figure who transforms to fit into whatever environment. Can you say chameleonic nude blue figure again? I, I, I didn't realise how, how much my kink it was. Chameleonic nude blue figure. Oh! <laughs> and First Class does a great job of establishing why she fucking walks around basically naked. Does it? Yeah, because the whole idea is, this is you, why are you hiding this? You should not be ashamed of this. And then you look back at X-Men 1, 2, and 3, Mystique is only ever in disguise when she needs to be in disguise. Yeah. She's like, fuck it, this is me, this is what I look like. And it's not her going, look at my naked body! So they're going, yeah, this is me. Like, I can, this is what I look like. Look at my naked body! That's no, the song I'd No, say. but you know what I mean? It's always been, this is what I look like. Like, this is what I look like and what I'm proud to look like. Mutant and proud, yeah? Yes. And then in every subsequent appearance of her in the prequel series, she's less blue, less naked, more clothed, and in this one, doesn't even use her abilities at any point, aside from randomly transforming back into Jennifer Lawrence when she's at home, where she doesn't have any reason to do that. This version of it's Mystique... so weird! This version of Mystique just prefers to look like Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, because Jennifer Lawrence prefers to not sit in the makeup chair for longer than half an hour. It's like, like you said, they don't care about the continuity, so why should we? She doesn't give a fuck about this character or the film or the story or any con- continuity of, of her character's development, so why should we give a fuck about Mystique anymore? Well... We don't, so there we go. Which, yeah... 
Which, which was, I don't know. This film's relying the, uh, on you to care about yeah. Cyclops and Jean Grey and Storm and Nightcrawler because you are aware of them. But they're barely characters in yeah. this. Uh, well, but, but we've met them in the other films. Yeah, played it, by different actors where they actually were given time to be characters. Yeah. Nightcrawler's in one movie. He's not in it a lot, but you get to know him. You get to find him really fucking adorable. And he also gets one of the most frightening set pieces in these films. With the opening of X2. The opening of X2 is scary. Yeah, it's brilliant. And it establishes what he's capable of. And then we meet the puppy that he actually is. Yeah. And you, you get to know him. Cody Smith McPhee. Yeah. In these two movies is just playing quirky German kid. He's playing the vaguely remembered recollections of somebody who saw X-Men Evolution for a couple of episodes when they were a kid. Yeah. That's what he's playing. And that's not a sh- that's not to shit on him. Give him a good script, I'm sure he'd do great. But this is kind a- of all he's got to work with, this, really. Yeah, Storm, same with Storm. Like, what is Storm in this? Oh, she's visually Storm. Okay, moving on. Um, so there's that. Ty Sheridan is not a great Cyclops. Again, he's not given a lot to work with, but he also doesn't bring much to it. I mean, Sophie Turner yeah. is not a great Jean Grey, and similarly, like. She's not given much to do beyond cry, be upset, and shout. That's all she's really yeah. given to do. And it sucks because it's like, you're talented, but you're crap in this. And yeah. it's, it's a mix of... I think I think it's a few things. I think it's a mix of, of her performance, sure. Like, she could do great, but it, I think she needed a better script and a better direction to do that. Yeah. And we needed to be more invested in Jean to give a shit. We've met this Jean once before in Apocalypse. Yeah. And she wasn't brilliant or fleshed out much there either. None of them were. None of them were. Like, this team was introduced in Apocalypse and none of them had any sort of... character. And and it continues to this day. Quicksilver. Oh, well, we're invested in him a bit because he brought us levity. Oh, he's gone? Yeah. Oh, he's gone. Okay, he's been knocked out of the fight. Uh, his power... We can't what to do with him in all the fights and so we're just going to get rid of him. Mystique, the character you've told us all is the main character of this franchise because you want to ba- work your bankable star to the front of the posters. Is killed off in Act 1. Also, turns out Jennifer Lawrence wasn't the bankable star that we all thought she was. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Uh, well, they've, downplay- they've downplayed her a lot in the marketing for this one. She's just sort of there in the posters. Yeah. Uh, it's really weird. It's like... Well, yeah, and she's not... She's basically in retirement at this point. Fastbender and McAvoy are once again the MVPs of this. But even then, they're not that interesting. Well, they get the closest to actually having a character. But I, I don't know if that's because of this script or because we've spent the most time with them and they've always been invested as the films have gone on. A bit of both, probably. Like, I wonder if you'd never seen an X-Men movie and you watch this, if you'd come away going, those two are the best ones. I think you'd just come away going, oh, shit. Hank can really? transform now. At will. I... Why? Why? We're going to go on record. Don't think Nicholas Holt is very good in this. He's not. He's not. I don't know. I don't know if I've seen him in enough other things to say I don't think Nicholas Holt is very good. He's fine in first class, but is impeded by the laughable design of Beast in that movie. Yeah. Because that's the only one where they go for the the modern like cat like face. Yeah. And he's just all his fur is just sticking out of the suit, and it just looks hilarious. It, the Beast um, doesn't look good in any of these movies. He doesn't look. He's not big enough. Yeah. The he's only time he's, the only time he's ever looked good. Is X3. And that was also the best casting for him because it was, we need to do shorthand beast. 
let's cast Kelsey Grammer, who can play the version of Beast we all remember from the cartoons, basically. Yeah. Oh, stars and garters. Like, let's do it. This beast is not that beast. And the way he was lit in this and his siding with Magneto, you could tell that they were trying to do little visual homages to Dark Beast. They were trying to do, like, nods to him. But it just was like, why? Why? <laughs> why? Also, like, him and Raven, like, I want to avenge her death. I'm sorry. Were you guys not quite a couple for 30 plus years? Yes. The fuck? Um, just, it's odd. It's really, really odd. And also Magneto, like Magneto cares about her, but he's obviously not, not seen her for two decades near enough. Yeah. And like, their, his reason to want to get revenge for her death is because they slept together once in the 60s. Is that it? I guess. Because she doesn't stay with him. Like, after first class, and in between that and Days of Future Past, she yeah. goes off on her own. It's, so... defi- it's definitely a film which is um, but counting it's, it's on It's relying me... with you, yeah, to care about the McKellen Remain version of the characters. Yeah, which don't exist anymore because of the timelines. Oh, for God's like, sake. None of that stuff, like, you can't rely. Oh, it's so bad. You can't do what Endgame did mm. and have all that stuff assumed. Yeah. Because... One, you haven't been consistent with it in the movies leading up to this. And two, those movies just haven't been as popular. Yeah. You you, you earned that with Endgame because you had a decade. Mm. A decade of two, three movies a year with some or all of these characters Logan, being developed. Logan is the closest this, this franchise has had to that. Yeah. Because people fondly, regardless of whether they watched any of them for years, people fondly remembered from at least the first X-Men, um, Patrick Stewart's Xavier, and Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. And yeah. enough time has passed between the characters and in the real world between 2000's X-Men and 2017's Logan... For people to have that nostalgia to go, oh shit, it's a story of them years later. Like, I want to see that. Whereas these films have always been around, but the focus has been inconsistent. The gimmicks have overtaken any actual progression of story. Um, Because there's been no consistency or plan. Yeah. Any of the X-Men stuff. Like, none of it has any resonance. Yeah. There's no, there's no cultural, um, attachment to any of the to, to to anything past the broadest strokes yeah of these characters and even then only like you say the mckellen magneto mm. the stuart xavier yeah and, and the jackman wolverine yeah they're the things that people remember even though mcavoy and fastbender have probably done it more than uh, or as many times as, many as times, patrick stuart yeah. and mckellen like they just have more screen time than yeah. those characters but Magneto is only really a focus. The Michelle Magneto is only really a focus in um, the first and third X Men. Yeah, and uh, Patrick Stewart is only really a big part of the first and second. So yeah, like the Fassbender and, and McAvoy, have, and and again, it's not it's not down to them that it doesn't work. They're great, but the characters are shit. They're absolutely yeah. bullshit. And Magneto has the best and unfortunately like most accurate line in this which says you're always sorry Charles there's always a speech but nobody cares it's like yep yep that is a great line of dialogue for that character referencing that character in any medium featuring these characters yeah 
But it's also depressingly true of the modern cinematic iteration of the X-Men. Yeah. Does it have a post-credits? No. Does it have a mid-credits? No. Does it tease a sequel? No, but it presents the possibilities possibilities of more stories. However, this isn't going to be continued. Thank fuck. Um, Do I want the X-Men and the MCU anytime soon? No. No. Phase five, please. Tease them in phase four. Introduce them in phase five. Let them... Give us a good five or six years before we see anything X-Men related again. And when it comes back, fucking blue, yellow, Hogwarts for superheroes, MLK and uh, Malcolm X uh, uh, inspired kind of approach to the Xavier Lencher divide between like the mutant thing. We're in a world where superheroes have already existed. So you set this a little further back, just a little further back. And you keep it separate from the main MCU as a whole, but your adult characters have the scope to cross over. This is what I was going to say to you the other day, and I wish you said it for the pod, so I'll say it before I forget. Okay. That's where you, that's where I think you go with it. Yeah. And you make your students, Bobby Drake, Jean Grey, yeah. Scott Summers, yeah. and Warren Worthington. Yeah. They're your students. Yeah. Um, Beast should be in there still, but he's a tutor. Yeah. Beast a teacher. Storm's there. She's a teacher and possibly the political representative for the mutant community within government. So do have Storm be what Beast was in, in um, Last Stand. Last Stand. Yeah. Because Storm has seen... like You can have her backstory. You can fill in... Storm has freaking been in Egypt. She's been in Africa. She's like... You know, she, she's been um, semi-worshipped by smaller communities. She has seen like people struggling around the world mutant or not so she's the best person to represent that in a in a place where change can happen and over time she's going to eventually introduce the Xavier Institute to the world yeah it also means that if she's involved in government at some point she's going to cross paths with T'Challa that's all I'm saying if you're a comic fan you know so didn't end well though didn't end well but I'm not saying the films do it full blown but it wouldn't necessarily be a horrible thing to have them have at least yeah. one flirt scene together in a in a government like setting, like yeah. fucking the UN or something. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I don't I don't want T'Challa and Nakia to not be a thing, but I want at least one scene of T'Challa and Storm flirting, and I'll be happy. Um, I'd go for it. That'd be pretty damn cool. Uh, so you have that going on. Xavier's the head of the mansion, and and as is. You cast younger for Xavier and Lencher. You you put them in their late forties, early fifties. Yeah. Um, you don't copy or transmute Magneto's World War Two origin to like, uh, you know, the first Gulf War or anything necessarily. But you, that's why I'm saying you go for more for the race angle, uh, in terms of like their represent, you know, where you you draw from. Yeah. Um, because those issues are still happening, and you can bring the mutant experience into the marginalised group's experience using more modern reference points in that way. You don't have to use World War Two as like Magneto starts to hate Homo sapiens because of this. You know what I mean? You you, you go for you go you go full on race based. Um and not you don't, not you know you don't gimmick it, you're incredibly respectful, but like you make that allegory with yeah. real life. Um I was gonna say Wolverine, no, no. not yet. And the first film should be the ex-kids, because the X-Men do do covert missions. There's a small group of them, so like mm-hmm. Beast, Storm, uh, Xavier's a little more sort of hands-on. 
maybe have Colossus in there specifically, but not like highlighted. But it's the Colossus from the Deadpool. That is a very good version of Colossus because that way you can give the Colossus fans a bit more of a humanized approach to that character, but also be like, wait a minute, hang on, if he's here, and then later on you can do your Deadpool crossover stuff if you want. Um, throw Negasonic in there, why not? Uh, not as a main character, but there, so you're like, oh, fuck, Brianna, uh, Brianna Hildebrand. Great. Yeah. Um, do that shit. Uh, and maybe make one of the students, Kitty, Kitty Pride, Shadowcat, make her art in. She's yeah. our in. Um, and then that way, the older the older group get apprehended on a mission and you basically approach this more like a kid's preteen uh, adventure film up front as its premise. Spy Kids. Spy Kids. It's, it's Spy Kids. It's Sky High. The older team are kidnapped on a mission fighting Arcade. <laughs> yeah? Come yeah. on. Like, yeah. monstrous theme park mutant trap. Like, Yes. Um, and that way you can finally introduce some more weird villains into the MCU who are a bit more maniacal and oddball. Um, and and the kids go in to rescue him. You don't have Magneto be a featured player or villain in the first movie. No. But you introduce Magneto in the first movie. Yeah. Your second movie features the Brotherhood. You loosely adapt a storyline beat from the first X-Men wherein Rogue has been discovered... Charles is going after her and the Brotherhood have a plan that involves her. So it's a story about her being torn between which ideology. See, the second film's more about the ideology of the two faction leaders and Rogue has to pick between them. Could do Goggles Man Kills. Yeah, Oh, Okay, actually, that'd be good. Save Wolverine for your third X-Men movie. Seed him into one of the other films somewhere as a teaser. But introduce him in your third X-Men movie. Oh, fuck it put him in a his own movie where he is used by department h to track down the hulk in a setting where the hulk is on the lam ah yeah but he wasn't tracking down the hulk he was tracking down the wendigo the wendigo yeah set it set the wolverine movie between infinity war and endgame so it's during the time where Bruce is trying to figure out what the fuck's wrong with himself, so you have a conflict between the Hulk and Banner. So that you can still have Feral Hulk as part of that mix. And have have the Wendigo... Oh my god. Kevin Feige, if you, uh, if, you know, if you want to give us a ring, we can not necessarily make the smart decisions, but we can certainly think we have them. I think a Wolverine solo movie is a good way. Introduce Wolverine, but have him working at a Madripoor. Hmm... Yeah. Do the Madripoor stuff first. Yeah. Crossing with another character. Ragnarok yeah. it. Ragnarok yeah. it. Hawkeye. <laughs> Come on. That was pretty damn sweet. Uh, too, too visually low-key. No pun intended. Too, hey. too visually low-key Marvel heroes in terms of what their powers are. Like they're up close or like just ranged combat. Up against something really fucked. Like something really weird, like the uh, who, who's the X Men villain who's a uh, creepy bastard who's in the is in the psychic realms, Shadow King, Shadow King, yeah, something like that. He's been the like, big bad the in the uh, in the Legion TV show. Really? Yeah. Have they visually shown him all creepy yep. and and little fez and? Yep. Great. It's been Legion's pretty interesting. 
Uh, the most recent builder figure of Spider-Man Marvel Legends wave has been uh, the second most recent has been a Kingpin one. Oh yeah, it's a big Wilson Fisk, and yeah, one of the characters good. comes with like two different heads for him: one sort of calm, one and one like yelling head. Um, the Charles Xavier vehicle pack is him with the big yellow wheelchair. Oh and yes! Amongst the accessories is the Shadow King's head and like ascot. Oh. And a lot of people already obviously put two and two together and went, wait. That's for the Kingpin Builder figure, isn't it? Oh, so you yes. Can have a it's fucking great. Yes. Um. So yeah, Dark Phoenix. Don't waste your time. Any any pros? Mm, uh, like that one line of dialogue that Magneto has that's in all the trailers. Magneto's powers are always the most visually interesting thing these films have continued to get right. Yeah. And and that's no, there's no exception in this one. Actually, the bit where a bunch of the Dabari, yeah, a bit where a bunch of them are in the one carriage across, and he just crunches it around them and detaches it from the train, and then brilliant. just tosses it aside. Yeah, him slowly surrounding himself with all the arms in in that in that room, firing at Jessica Chastain is pretty great as well. It's a great visual. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes no sense. Yeah, well... Right, he just crushed the car on top of her again. Oh, yeah, well, in, terms of, in terms of his plan, absolutely. But it's a great visual. Yeah. Like, it's a really cool visual. Um, um, you know, so, I just... I, I, This franchise is gone now. And I just look back and think, what could have been in terms of more interesting stories? I, I wish... As much as I do enjoy First Class, I wish we'd never got First Class. I wish that we got X-Men Origins Magneto as planned. Magneto Nazi Hunter. Yeah, which is what that was going to be. Oh, it was, was going to be fucking great. Originally, it was going to be McKellen playing Eric Lencher in the sixties or seventies using the de aging technology, Ugh, that which, which debuted in X three, which looked great for the time, but as a whole film, of that, a whole film of that would, would have been horrendous. Yeah, um, but then after a while, it was going to be Magneto in the present with a paralleling storyline to a flashback storyline while he's doing something in relation to the thing in the past. Yeah. So we could have had a world where Fastbender was cast as Younger Magneto and McKellen was present-day Magneto in, in an X-Men Origins film. Yeah. And that would have been pretty great because what is the best thing in first class? Magneto, Magneto. Nazi Hunter. Yeah. Just that entire scene in the bar, just that, the creeping... Dun, dun, dun. Like his soundtrack's so good. Yes. In that film... When it comes back, that last punch of it, it comes back, he's just driving the coin through Shaw's yeah. head. It's like, oh, it's great! Um, I wish we'd have got that, and then who knows what the future of the franchise would have been then. You know what? I think the biggest lesson... Having seen all, of, uh, having seen all, the, um, all the X-Men films now, you know what I think Fox thought made First Class so successful? What? Having Wolverine say fuck. Because then they've done it in every, every film since. Yeah, it's just, where was it in Future Past? Charles says it. Charles says it back to Wolverine. Past. Yeah, and he gets it wrong. Yeah, he doesn't say go fuck yourself, he says fuck off. So, and also, how does he remember that was him? Like, it's more amusing that he doesn't remember that. Like, the Wolverine cameo in first class is more amusing if it's just a thing that happened one afternoon and they went, alright, fine, moved on from it. I don't know. Well, how does how does who remember it? How does Charles remember? Like all those years ago, because he fuck off. It's like what? Because he would have remembered that. But he's not using his. Would he? He didn't even look at him. Didn't even see him. He saw the back of his head. Yeah, but he would have known who he was, who he was looking for. Yeah, 
So he would have recognised him. Yeah, but he's addled up on drugs and booze in Days of Future Past. How would he fucking recall the back of a guy's head to remember what he said to That is not the biggest leap of logic in that film. There's there's so many. Uh, I'm Peter Dinklage. I'm playing Bolivar Trask, who was previously in X-Men 3, played by a man very much so not Peter Dinklage. Don't don't even think they didn't. It's in Apocalypse. Magneto says it in Apocalypse. Does he? Yeah. What does he say? No. I've not I've not seen it since the cinema and I, 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 don't, I don't care to Apocalypse turns up and he's like, who the fuck are you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's just oh. like out of nowhere. And then it's oh. similarly out of nowhere in this because Cyclops says it. I'll fucking kill you. It's like, no, and then no one it. reacts to it. <laughs> and Neo just completely ignores him. Do you know what it is? Almost it, like... That was a reshoot? <laughs> almost like it was edited in. Do you know what this movie needs? Sorry, this movie needs. You know, the X Men franchise needs. It needs one of the comics in the next couple months to have a bit where a character drops an F bomb, and the other characters in the scene just sort of stop and turn to him and go, "That wasn't necessary. <laughs> that was that was totally not necessary." You're yeah, just like, "Why just that was that was a bit much, wasn't it? Wasn't the F bomb a bit much?" Yeah, you, you used to. Get, I thought it sounded cool. No, you used to get a lot of uh, Wolverine's stuff like littered with uh, censored expletives. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm reading. I'm I'm currently reading. Um, Claremont X-Men so I've just finished the Plexmen uh, Plexmen <laughs> I've just finished their first encounter with the brood oh yeah where they all get implanted with brood eggs oh yeah oh and, yeah and uh, yeah pretty good how do brood eggs hatch again do they just come out of the mouth or something no no they just turn you into a brood oh yeah when they hatch you Why? just start to mutate into a brood oh yeah can't you change back uh, no you can't so I think some the... brood can. Later some on, of the characters I'm initial... sure I remember Storm being turned into one. No, Storm all, or is that almost gets turned into. It's definitely the cover. She yeah. almost gets turned into one. But uh, get this, get this. Why isn't this in the movies? Here we go. She because Magneto's the only villain. Unquote. She um, hmm, how to explain this? She throws herself into space. <laughs> To commit suicide rather than let the brood take hold. And as she dies, her soul is bonded to a a canty space whale who is the prophet singer of its race and the race's only hope for salvation. And the the Akanti space whale plays host to her consciousness while it regenerates her body. Oh God! And they basically then go on a quest to liberate the soul of the old prophet singer, and that is what allow and that is what allows the rest of the X Men to be cleansed of their brood infestation. Um, and they also free the because the the brood use the Akanti as living starships. Of course they do. And um, but, of course they do. But Wolverine's the first one the, the first one to resist it because his healing factor just kills keeps it at bay and x-men is fucking weird and they say they say the brood queen oh his his healing factor destroyed the egg what should we try him again and like no she says no i'm gonna eat him alive he's gonna watch i'm like all right that's pretty grim that's all right fucking hell Oh my god! Yeah, like the, for the brood, imagine like snaky versions of the xenomorphs, but with eyes and a very sadistic streak and creepy smiles. Creepy smiles. Yeah. Speaking of creepy smiles, we want to hear from you. Uh, have you seen X Men: Dark Phoenix? Are you going to see Men in Black International, which drops by the time this episode is out? Also, you're looking forward to Toy Story Four and Child's Play, which are out next week. 
we want to know. We've got a bit of a hectic week over the next week. I'm like traveling a little, so it's going to be maybe like a week after we get to emails proper because um, we've got limited times. But yeah. Let us know, boys and girls. BigDamnContact at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at BigDamnCast on Twitter. You can watch us stream video games on BigDamnStream. That's twitch.tv slash BigDamnStream. If you're not listening to us on one of the other platforms already, do so. We're available on YouTube on Fridays. But on the Thursday night, you can get us on iTunes, known now as the podcast app with SoundCloud. And we appear on Spotify not too long after that. My name has been Christopher. Oh, 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 diminishing returns. Johnson. My name is Matthew. Listen, if we put one fuck in it, it's definitely going to be a PG-13. Watson. And you have just wasted an hour and 47 minutes of your life. Good night, everybody! Good night, everybody!